dude afternoon pod what what's it feel like i'm too tired at this point in the day what <laughs> oh that's a fair point yeah i'm like more i'm like more energized early in the morning yeah fresh off the breakfast the coffee whatever bullshit we we read about last night yeah no, I feel you. You do a whole day of errands, and it's like you come in here limp. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, ran errands. And then before that, I wrote two reviews for Blig. I saw those. Uh, Good Kid Med City and The Infamous. So two heavy hitters. <laughs> Very. Yeah. Honestly, like um, right on par with each other, I think, those two albums. I yeah, think they are of a really close. similar caliber. Yeah, pretty close. I think I'd probably give the edge to the infamous just because, like, that's the best Mob Deep record, whereas Good Kid isn't the best Kendrick record. Yeah. But, I mean, if you were just, like, putting them side by side, yeah, yeah probably the same. Absolutely. They're both, like, nines. Yeah. Yeah, they are strong, strong nines, healthy nines. Strong nines. Well, when you um, write a review like that for an album that you you like and you care about, uh where where do you where did you try to start for those two albums what is what is like the main idea you center around i kind of just like normally i just think of what that album like i just think of like a couple words to describe the album i don't know if everyone knows this but like it has like a subtitle that's like a film by kendrick lamar Mm -hmm. even though it's not a film but like thought of that and then i thought of it like okay this was a film it'd be like a drama so then i just kind of like started thinking about like all the dramas um yeah i think me and you write similarly then because i i'm kind of conceptual like that too where it's like well what could i compare this to so like first thing that comes to my mind is one time i wrote a review veteran by jpeg mafia Mm -hmm. i kind of ran with like a whole theme of like how it reminds me of the matrix like just kind of how it sounds and some of its themes and things like that and so sometimes i try to find a starting point like that that gets me going because i can say some things uh, i can say some nice things about an album but something like that gets me going like a full circle kind of mindset for a review right uh what about what about the mob deep one was that one easier to write or harder to write than the good kid mad city it was easier for me to write that one because I don't feel like I'm like there's more people crit- like criticizing or judging or like thinking about Good Kid, Mad City just because Kendrick is so ho- high profile. So like you can't like like if someone were to say like oh Good Kid, Mad City is my favorite Kendrick project, I feel like somebody else would be like oh no you're totally wrong. But like if someone was like oh, The Infamous is my favorite Mob Deep project, pretty much everyone would agree. And so it's a little easier to, like, kind of pick apart that album because everyone's sort of on the same page if they even care about that album at all. Mm. But with the Mob Deep one, I just kind of was thinking about, like, how, like, cinematic it is. And, like, it's cinematic without, like, pushing any sort of, not agenda, but, like, stance on you. So, like, it's literally like a documentary, basically. Yeah, of, it's real, like, this is what it is. I compared it to Menace to Society because, Ooh. 
that movie kind of gives you these two characters that deal that are dealing with like the same circumstances and but going very different ways about it yeah and i feel like the infamous doesn't like doesn't say either way is the right way it just kind of says like both ways exist like prodigy and havoc aren't explicitly like oh yeah i'm like killing people and robbing motherfuckers i'm like yeah like i'm tight for that yeah. they're literally just saying like that's what i see every day and mm. that's but they're also not being like that's not that's like the wrong way to do yeah. life they're not saying like like you're you're a sinner or anything for doing that they're just saying like this happens what yeah i just kind of like when i'm writing reviews i'm just like all right what does this make me think of what's the like easiest way that i can convey that to people so they'll relate to it and kind of like maybe have an aha moment like oh yeah that is right like, that is how i feel about that yeah or or conversely like if i think it's like this is a thing that only i feel and maybe like no one else will i'll write about it still and maybe it'll like start some beef or like drama or some shit <laughs> like whatever but yeah starting points are always kind of the difficult part for me for a specific review or potentially where I could get yeah. like the most hung up is like where do I want to where do I want to go in you know you got a big block where do I want to start chiseling right um and what's the idea at the center what's it look like and yeah I got I also I start with like the like if you go on the website and there's like the title and then the subtitle it's just like one or two sentences I feel like a lot of people might like save that for the end because that's really just like summary of what you wrote Mm-hmm. But like, I always start with that because that's like the most concise way I can get my point across. And then I'll expand on that from there. All right, bro. Rate my fit. What do you think? Go ahead. Give it to me. Peep the shirt. Peep the shirt. It's brand new. What is that shirt? Oh, I might have to. Might have to get oh, is that, is that an Amine shirt? Yeah, Amine. Hold up. You see the, the bottom there? Compensating. It's just Hell like yeah. a little, it's like a watercolor paint, some some shots that's from fire. the music video and whatnot. I mean, that's all fine and dandy, but the hat is like next level. That's just 10 fire. out of 10. My neighbor Totoro, your boy is wearing the my neighbor Totoro hat today. <laughs> Doesn't give a fuck. Did you switch the, the studio around? Yeah, bro. Um, I'm actually in my room. So yeah, that's why you see the new background. I got some new scenery. This is kind of just what was over here. Um, hold up. You know, blazes on the calendar. You know. Nice. <clears throat> yeah, bro. It's uh, it's hella cozy over here actually. So I got like mixer and everything, and just like all the shit I had in the studio in that corner, just like in the corner of my room. I'm chilling. It's fine. Yeah. So, compensating shirt, Amine, Limbo, 10 out of 10. Uh, my neighbor Totoro hat, probably a good 11 or t- or 12, potentially, yeah. out of 10, if you ask me. Um, I agree. Yeah, man. So, I can't lie, bro. It's been a crazy week. Uh, some new changes, some new things on the horizon. Uh, and, yeah, it's just has been going mad wild. So, we got some um, music, like some singles to get to before we get to the albums. Um, we got some other bullshit to talk about. But I'm going to get right to the fucking intro. 
Um, and I'm going to show y'all something cool. Hell yeah. Check it, bro. Hey. Whoa. Turn up. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> no. Hey, what? Hey. Whoa. What's going on? Yo. Me and Sarah were both just saying, you got a good, your head has got a good shape to it. I got a nice head, bro. I never knew. Yeah, you got a nice head. I can't pull off the shaped head because my head has got weird shape. Bro, I look like Ray Allen. Hold up. <laughs> Turn me back up, bro. Yo, what y'all are catching right now is, is Trent's live reaction to the fact that uh, he hasn't seen me bald-headed in probably like six or seven years. I cut the oh main. I said, fuck that shit. I'm done. Your shit wasn't even that short when we like became friends. Yeah. Like, I was your, like starting was to grow like, it out there. It was short, but it was growing out. Damn, I said like six years, bro. It's been like almost seven, eight years that I've been growing yeah. since I had my last full haircut. Shit is crazy, Dang. bro. Yeah, man. Did I don't... you, uh, what? Did, did Maggie do it? Who did it? <laughs> no, I didn't. Um, you just did it yourself? I just did it. Yeah, yeah. Two days yesterday. I was like, bro, I had a random, I had a real random impulse to cut my hair. I have them sometimes, but I never act on it. And so today I just like, I was really there. And Maggie was there too, so I was like, "Fuck it." <laughs> and then I, yeah, I was like, "I've been dying to see what I look like with a shaved head." Uh, I just thought I would wait a little longer, like maybe another year or two. But fuck that bro, shit. I look like Ray. I Allen. always wanted to. No regrets. Hell no, no regrets, bro. I look fine, man. My shit looks good. And no, I know. It's just people get attached to their hair. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm I'm gonna grow this shit back. I'm probably gonna have long hair again. That's the thing uh, i just wanted to see what i would look like having short hair and then like medium hair too i miss having like medium hair that i gotta cut sometimes tr you know make look nice you know how i used to fucking yeah man i'm excited about it like 1000 percent. i mean i loved my hair um but i think when i started growing it out i didn't take like a ton of care of it and i learned how to take more care of it as it you know went on and I've dyed it a couple times, and I just wanted. Yeah, to cause you got a good, you got a good head of hair. I do. It was like, was like soft. I mean, I didn't touch your hair or anything, but it's soft. Like, it <laughs> but just you knew, like wavy you knew. and soft. Yeah, yeah you could yeah. tell she was healthy. Yeah, of course, could tell even on camera that shit was healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Fire, dude. Yeah, I'm excited about it, man. My shower time's been cut in half. Um, wearing like I could not that's why I'm flexing the Totoro beanie thing because I could never wear one of these with my fit that shit with, on there. with my ponytail or my long ass bun or any of that shit <laughs> nah not me uh, so yeah I'm excited I've been rock. I've been flexing this thing all day uh, uh, yeah I'm just like, excited for the opportunities you know big ball head is just gonna let me <laughs> let me have for a while you know nice bro yeah so that's awesome Yep, yep, yep. Feels good. Feels cool. Feels liberated. Uh, yeah, a lot of changes going on right now. Definitely just kind of just kind of hanging in there. Pod style. Saturday, baby. Guess what? Guess what, bro? What's up? Afternoon what? style. We're doing the podcast. I know you said you're a little yeah. sleepy. You've been running errands. I've been moving shit all over the goddamn house. And so I'm with you there. But 
I'm doing it pod style. So, uh, yeah, we are out here, bro. Bridge City Boys bringing in the new pod, season five, episode eight. Um, we're gonna do things a little bit different today. I got things kind of scheduled in a in a wonky way, but what are we doing today? Again, wait, 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 wait. New Music Monday podcast, Bridge City Boys. We in this motherfucking building. New, uh, new scenery for the both of us, actually. Yeah, we got new battle stations set up. I saw the picture of yours from the perspective of where you're sitting right now fire you got like the shelving up top above you you got like the sound system up there you got all the cameras yeah, up I'll there give you a little look see here give me a look see bro i need a look see all right one camera he said one uh, camera my, two cameras that's a that one's for sale if anyone <laughs> wants that shit let me know what's your price um, i don't know name like the starting bit. Or some shit. 15 25 make it 25 Starting at 25. Get that. He said <laughs> one camera, two camera, three camera, not four cameras, bro. It's five. Five cameras. Right all of them. Antiques. Six, seven. Damn. Yeah, so that's like this uh, little workspace um, that me and Sarah put together yesterday. So y'all collab. I'm going to start. Uh, well, Sarah is doing her thing with the with hotel. So she needs like a little more dedicated like place to work on a website, do some shipping stuff. Yep. Um, and then I am gonna start scanning my own film because it costs a lot of fucking money to scan film. But that kind of stuff, like you can't just like set a scanner on a bed because it's not a flat surface. And like you know, like we just thought like. We'd be more productive if we have like a dedicated spot. Y'all need battle so. stations, bro. This is what I'm. I keep using this term. They're sick. Yeah, I mean, I got the two. I literally first day having it, knocked two reviews out in like three hours. So see, yeah, you need a little space to like good. throw up the coffee. You know, just get like settled in. And the nice right. thing is to see if you live with your girl like me and Trent do. You see, this is this is a this is a grown man podcast, okay? Uh, <laughs> but uh, if you do, I don't know what your situation is like. You were talking about with her setup, but it's nice to be able to be in the workspace and still be in the communal space with your partner or like whatever else is going right. on. Right. So like. Yeah, that's like we, you know, we have two rooms basically in our house we have a bedroom and a living room and i've been doing the podcast in the bedroom but that means like she gotta like get out of bed otherwise she'll just be like in bed in the background exactly pod. yeah so now i can just come out here early i mean obviously not early today but most saturdays and sundays just come out here early and have my own little space yes bro whatever yes king um, that's hip-hop bro <laughs> All right. Creative, happy solutions. That's hip hop. OK, we're going to get to music soon. I promise. I, I promise this is a new music Monday podcast. We're going to get to the music. I promise. I promise. But uh, yeah, Trent, myself, uh, Chicken Nugget Man, Potato Man, Lord. I mean, we them boys, Bridge City Boys. Uh, <clears throat> we're going to talk about some music that just dropped. We're going to talk about some events that surround hip hop music and music in general we're gonna let you know what we're paying attention to this week and we're gonna su we're gonna suggest you slide on over to that new music monday by dev Dumelino, spotify and apple 
playlist. Now, I'm not going to lie. I've been sleeping on you, Apple fam, uh, for about a day or so, day and a half now. I'm going to get that playlist up to you. Uh, by the time you're hearing this episode, I promise it's going to be up. But, again, uh, BCB Dev, BCB Pax, in the building afternoon Saturday podcast, just like a couple listens to each album, I bet. Yeah. Yeah, I'm about there too. Yeah. And um, yeah, man, we're just here to like cultivate the the conversation. Again, I'm feeling incredibly good, great vibes because this hair no longer there. All right. It's not blocking off the, the, the streams of consciousness. Okay. I'm just letting them go off top. All right. I'm going to be ripping them all episode. And then Trent on the other side, I look at this beautiful scenery. He's got a spice rack that looks just fucking spicy. And he's it's, in. Uh... It's pretty full. And it's, it's full, it's full of stuff. And and I know they're in there cooking with flavor. Uh, I know I know I know it's flavor town <laughs> when you when you get to the the louder Leowanic household. Now we definitely try. Yeah, and in the back there, some beautiful flowers and 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 just like the scenery is so fire. We both got aesthetic going right now. We're chilling, man. Um, happy Saturday. I'm in a uh, obviously a good hell of good mood. And I think I'm ready to pick one of these albums that we predetermined that we would talk about to talk about. Um, which would you think would be best to start with? Spillage Village, Action Bronson. Which one did you listen to more or did you do them like both the same amount of time? Which uh, one did you go for first? Action. I, go with I went action? with Action first. Okay, word. Um, I would love to start with Action. Let's see what's on the Action Bronson album. What's this shit called? Only for Dolphins? This man's a goof. <laughs> this man is a complete goof. Um, here's what I noticed about this album first and foremost, man. Uh, Action is in his bag. I think he's gotten to a really cool space where he's done a lot of cool shit so far. He's definitely carved out his own lane and not only hip hop, but in like just entertainment TV industry as well. So he's flexing that shit on this album. I feel like he talks a lot about just like the cool shit he could be doing at any moment. And that's the cool, that's the allure of, of Action Bronson. He never looks pressed, bro. He's always just like in his bag, food, hip hop, traveling, smoking, <laughs> eating illegal substances, thinking, he just thinks, get, thinking, musing, talking, talking. Yeah. And and getting tatted, and 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 yeah, I think um, I think that's like he just I think for an album like this, I know the last couple ones, um, we've kind of gone over them, didn't really say a lot about them because the last one he did was the act, sorry was the the uh, Alchemist tape, mm-hmm. right? A short little thing, and it was it was kind of like this. You know, it, it was kind of the same vibe. Um, and then 2018, White Bronco, which was pretty good. Um, what did you think about White Bronco? It's good. I'm wondering, like, I like I like White Bronco. Sorry, I was, I'm like thinking about, I'm looking at these album covers and I'm like, these feel like part of a series. Yeah, they're they're all painted by him and they oh, okay yeah they, it's kind of that's definitely his art style i love that it's like 
it, it it's not it's it's so cre it's it's so creative but it <laughs> it's not like technical it's not you know it's like right it's very hand drawn it's very like rough and then what and then what are you looking at too it's like is that ro it looks like robocop to me in the in the <laughs> red so, so like robocop and then it looks like action bronson as the grim reaper as the grim reaper and and then and then dolphins over top of that I, and I, yeah <laughs> yeah it's a vibe it is it is that's like it's just his art style it's scratchy and like super uh full of character but um the thing with action bronson though for these last at least with the last project the lamb over rice which you hate to say because it's the alchemist project and you know those were mostly his beats but that project gets a little into that space of just action just kind of floating out there and in nowhere to me right and i thought like for some reason one reason or another only for dolphins a lot of the songs on here cater to one another and i think they take on similar elements that i like more it's only a 35 minute project it's 12 songs it's really short and sweet and to the point and and very much in that action bronson bag but that's the thing i like about it i thought all the instrumentals were pretty good there's only a couple moments on here i don't i don't love off rip yeah i have like what, a favorite uh i was about to say what were some of your favorite songs because i'm playing i just played one and i'm playing one now uh a really good back-to-back -back is splash and sergio i was literally about to say those two are the that like splash sergio and even shredder that's like my favorite little stretch that stretch is super fire so what I will say about this album, even though I do want to give it mostly really good praise, is that this section of things is where it really gets kicking into gear. I think the yeah. first few, the first handful of songs are mostly uh, singles. So that section sounds a little like hit and miss, a little slow starting. Um, and mm -hmm. it's when we get to Vega, Splash, Sergio, Shredder that i think it starts getting really good this song particularly sergio i think is his best stream oh, of yeah. thought like kind of lyrical ensemble uh again just right sound... and i love this uh i love this beat oh it's an alchemist beat okay that makes sense <laughs> yeah so this was one of my favorites and then like i said right before it's looking splashed. at it too it's like one of the longer tracks too Let's see, 310? Yeah. Most of the songs on here, yeah, the longest one is at the end, the two songs at the end. This has a nice range of different length of songs, too. I had the, I threw on Hard Target that last song. That's a nice, like, that's just a nice, like, wavy song, too. He used a lot of really fire live instruments in here. Um... Yeah, I thought he just kind of set him up for himself up for, you know, Action is one of those artists who the way his brain works is crazy. But mm -hmm. I think simplicity serves him best. He is definitely an artist that um, when you kind of just get the right sound for him, the right hook, the right beat, which Alchemist can usually get to that that place mm -hmm. pretty easily um that 
there's no telling what he can do. You know, he just like let him rip. Um, and I think right. when you capture that feeling um, on multiple different songs and most of them kind of shorter tracks and overall on a shorter project with, I think a dozen songs is perfect. Uh, I think when action gets into that bag, it's really easy for him to hit a home run. You know, like the fastball is, is best for him personally. Um, And I think if, not to say that he couldn't do more conceptual stuff, but I think he's better off with a theme than a, than a concept, right? Like, blue chips too and doing all the like cutting together all those um like classic 80s rock samples and you know uh freestyles and things like that i mean that was like a easy bread and butter concept for him to really just move over in his own lane and just like take off uh so i think this project gives a little bit of that simple straight to the point um and and he just just let him rip yeah i i think i entirely agree like he's just one of those artists that like he just don't really have to think too hard about like he's just like his his entire like presence in hip-hop is just like i i can rap it might not be like worth you digging through to like find what the deeper meaning is because honestly you know maybe there is but even if there isn't it's fine like it's entertaining and he's got such a good sound and a great voice that's the other thing like some people are just blessed with like a good voice yeah. for entertainment yeah, a voice and he's just got a great voice for sure yeah. yeah he always stood out even from the beginning because of his rap style and because of his voice you know and, and i think he's really like leveled up over time but i think even mm-hmm. even very early on you know those are the kinds of things that just like grab attention and that's to me the important thing in in music grab attention and then hold it obviously but um yeah uh, only for dolphins i think is one of his better in a while i would say yeah i think it's I a really really solid really really solid thing and it feels like something that well, I guess uh, the last few projects have felt like something that he has had a lot of creative control over and was something that he did and released comfortably. I know in the time that Blue Chip 7000 came out that that was not a similar process. I know that was one of the albums that I think he had a more difficult time releasing. And I know there was a long period of time, actually, between that album and Mr. Wonderful or whatever the the album before that was that like what what was he doing exactly you know and right and he was kind of this was he was getting into tv and you know yeah now he seems like he's in a place where he's doing all of those things in a in a comfortable place right yeah i think that time period you're talking about he was just like he probably just like experimenting with other stuff and like anything when you take on like a new hobby or a new like craft or whatever like you don't want to like completely lose touch with the stuff that you're doing before you start doing that but like it requires a lot of attention to start something more attention than it requires to like keep something going so if you're like i feel like now like you said he's kind of at a place where it's like he's done all this cool shit i mean he's talking about it on this album he's done all this cool shit and like 
none of it is none of it. I feel like he takes too seriously, and and all of it, I think he cares enough about to make sure it's done well. So like, yeah. I don't think he's the kind of person who's like, yeah, I'm gonna make sure like every single part of this TV, this episode of this TV show I'm producing is done perfectly to a T. Because if he did that, he wouldn't be able to focus on this kind of album that he just put out and do it at a at a high caliber. Right. And he does all of it what he does with just enough care to make sure it's like done adequately and usually pretty well. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's the thing I like about action. Like I do not find him to be the most incredibly elite artist, but he is one right. of the most incredibly unique artists like working right now. And <clears throat> Uh, that that part I enjoy about him, like he's never had an album or a project for me that was like absolutely blew my mind, and mm-hmm. you know I'm like this is totally moving hip hop forward okay. to a new place. You know the most innovative thing, but nah, not like that. I don't really feel that way about it. But he's entertaining. He's he's always entertaining. Like, and one of the most entertaining people to sort of watch and hear uh when it comes to rap music and just and, and like the tv thing in general so um i think he just soaks up a lot of attention and i think he's really quick on his feet and um i really enjoy hearing him rap it's incredibly yeah. like fun to hear him rap when he gets to a certain space that he's really good in let's talk about some singles while we uh while we're deciding what next to talk about here this is some smooth shit. Toby. T-O-B. All capitals. Lowercase I. You heard of this dude? I've never heard of this. i never heard of this dude. I get some... Dude, this is nice. I get some nice things on my release radar. I think this was one of them. I mean, I think he's pretty popular but the game on his last record yeah i was about to say it's not like this is some whoever (laughs) uh yeah this guy's pretty popular and he has an album out this year still this is nice yeah oh this is a deluxe this album is from last year so maybe maybe he's leading up to something new this is called made me everything Yeah, I wanted to react to some singles with you, actually, because, like, the Travis Scott song, I've listened to, but I didn't really, I didn't really. I've not even listened to it. Yeah, I kind of don't really have a, a sense of it at all, so we will uh, listen to that. Hold on, let me get you on the screen share. Whoa. Man, I didn't see a lot of these singles. Got the lyric video for that new Big Baby Scumbag. Super duper dumb dope fire. Hey. 
Do you remember this video? Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say. He's about to about bring it. it back. Hey. Cross the plane. Touchdown. <laughs> Big baby snapped, bro. That was hard. Yes, that went incredibly hard. Maybe had to put the Totoro hat back on. Go, go crazy, <laughs> dumb, doo doo, stupid head. Crazy, dumb, doo doo. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, it's not single out too. I don't have a real sense of this one either. But you said you already listened to it, right? It's all right. Yeah. It's, it's all right. It's cool. Got the lyrical lemonade music video. Wait, I want to see that actually. I mean, I I think Snot is dope, but I mean, this song isn't like my favorite. But you know, I've been talking about him all year. Yeah. I'm acting like you gotta like everything he puts out. <laughs> all right, we watching the music video now. You see that, right? Yeah. He's in school, which is fucked up because school's canceled. <laughs> I will say, I do really like how Cole Bennett videos have evolved over time, but have not required like so much more production value to do something like that. If that right. makes sense, you know, like the videos are still relatively simple. It's just like in this one, you know, they maybe like cast cast more people to be in them and to execute the concept. Yeah, that's why I was trying to like that album they put out. There's like a lot of, you know, there's some like stuff that you would probably expect from, you know, a younger kind of like trap hip hop artist. But there's some stuff that, like, I think is really surprising and a lot more creative and innovative. So I, that's why I was, like, trying to hype him up a little bit at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Not because I think he's, like, putting out a project of the year or anything like that. But just, like, I feel like he's another guy to look out for. I had a hunch with Baby Keem. Now I got a hunch with Snot. <laughs> yeah, it's real shit. And, like, bro, if you're doing a... <clears throat> Cole Bennett video, like, like you getting somewhere. <clears throat> What's to say? Violence is never the answer. If you or someone you know is a victim of bullying, stand up and say something. You are not alone. For free guidance, you can call 1-800-273-8255. That's kind of a cool little, you know, just throw that in there. Why not? Yeah, got to give props to Snot on that. And lyrical, yeah. Um, all right, man. Let's start beating around the bush, bro. 
We'll stop running from Travis Scott. Have you had you a Travis Scott meal yet? <laughs> Did you let him know that Cactus Jack sent you? Oh man. Hold <laughs> that shit. You just like he does a video of a dude pulling up to a McDonald's drive through and he goes the the employee's like Hey, welcome to McDonald's. What can I get for you today? And the dude's just like, you know what I want. <laughs> and then he's just like, all right, pull up to the second window. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be six dollars. Yeah. <laughs> you know what the I want. Second window. Shit. I was at McDonald's last night. Oh, real talk? Twice. Yeah. I have not been to McDonald's in probably over five years and the only reason why i went to that mcdonald's was to get a ice cream cone i'm known to frequent a, a mcdonald's every once in a while <laughs> That's fine, man. I, you know yeah, i gotta I slide over there for some. Really. i wouldn't be the chicken nugget man if i didn't slide to mcdonald's every once in a while That's a very valid for some point. chicken That's nuggets valid. man look it's in the name bro Hey, Young Thug is killing this right now. Everyone's saying the MIA part is the bad very, part. I uh, saw a lot of very misogynistic stuff on Twitter about this song. About this song? About MIA? Yeah. Hmm. Just a lot of like little Travis Scott fans being like, yeah, women ruin everything. Like, Yo. Chill. This is Travis Scott's song. Yeah. It sounds like in my A to me. I, I don't see like I think people's I think people's idea of MIA is like really only based off of her most popular songs. Right. Which I think is Yeah, MIA is like a lot weirder than people think she is. Yes. She is. Like her catalog is very strange. It is. She she is in, in like a good way. Yeah, you know yeah, it's kind of yeah, like yeah, yeah. I was thinking about it. It's kind of like the predecessor. Mia is was very ahead of her time. I remember when that that one album with the with the big hit on it came out. But that, that shit's like a predecessor to like what you know Charlie XCX is putting out and like Rina Sawayama like that industrial pop stuff. Mm. That's like. She was doing that shit like nine, ten years ago. <laughs> yeah, and in a and in a to me a less like uh, I I don't want to say a less tasteful way, but uh, definitely a way that was less appealing to me at the time. And I had it had to like kind of grow right. on me over time. And I think no, I, I, totally I think agree. they like, have the luxury of that being a little bit easier to hear right now. That's all. Right, that album. Uh, it's called Kala. Came out in 2007. That's 13 years ago. And like, like you said, that you know, I I only really liked Paper Planes. It was a hit, and it was like really catchy. But like, and this stuff, I probably wouldn't have been into back then because I was in 2007. What the fuck? I was like <laughs> into like screamo and shit. I wasn't listening to MIA. Yeah. But like, but like now I could totally see like the merit. And if she had been putting out. She's still putting out music. I mean, she did an album in 2016, but if she had been putting out something like Kala in last year, shit, 
It might have been like people. One, some people who like the Charlie shit could have had that shit in their top ten. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. real quick, what did backing up to that song? Then I did not hear anything I didn't like. I didn't. I didn't hear anything I didn't like. I'm kind of just like. It might be my bias or something. I just don't enjoy Travis Scott very much anymore. I think he's just been shoved down my throat to the point where I'm like, I just don't care. He just gets care. bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. That's the crazy thing. it's part. good for him. I still like, you know, I still love Rodeo is amazing. World after like we, we just rescored it for obligatory. Don't really care for it as much as I thought I did. There's a couple songs I love. I think R.I.P. Screw is like my favorite Travis Scott ever song ever. Wow. But yeah, I just like that song a lot. But it doesn't really. That's like not really his bread and butter. Is that song is a lot different. Sway Lee like totally took that shit up a notch. But like, I, yeah, I'm just at the point where he's like so big and so famous that like I just don't really care. Like, yeah. If I, I don't care about his music doesn't matter he's still gonna be like the, one of the biggest artists ever like <laughs> you know travis scott still like introduces my favorite visuals and that's like, one thing yeah and and things like that to the music so i get i i absolutely get like the fatigue on on travis scott and the lessening in i think just the more predictability as time moves forward when it comes to him. And I, I, I mm-hmm. think I think people are off of that. So I get it. But um, being that that's still like a, a really cool element of the music for me personally, like that still keeps me interested in wanting to hear stuff like this franchise single. The, covers, the cover for this is amazing. And, uh, and, and I think it's cool that he's doing a song with Young Thug and M.I.A. Um, so, yeah. I, I think that's cool. I think that's plenty ambitious, as big and popular as he is, um, to lead with that as a single. Uh, so I'm, I'm not really hating on any of that. Um, I think he's a great performer. You know, if he, I don't, if he writes these songs or not, you know, I think he's a great front person for them. Um, mm-hmm. I'm hoping that this, this upcoming album isn't, like, a disappointment. Um, I guess I've heard bad Travis Scott albums before, like Birds in the Trap Sing McKnight is, like, my least favorite and uh, I'll just wait to to hear it, but um, still still interested in that. Liked that song for the most part. What we've been listening to though for the past two songs, this song and past song, uh, we're not going to review it. Maybe we will next week or when we talk about uh, albums of the month. Maybe it sneaks in there for us. Elzai dropped seven times down, eight times up. <clears throat> this is new 2020 album. Um, I'm definitely going to be checking that out. I just, just haven't yet, really. We got a new Bryson Tiller single, bro. You saw know, a tweet you know from you the other day. That. Bryson Tiller is terrible. Yeah. Because he's about to drop a Trap Soul Deluxe. Well, he did. He already did that. Wait, that was this weekend. Yeah. Wait, when did Trap Soul come out? 2015. <laughs> I guess it's like a five-year anniversary, but just like tell me it's that. Like tell me it's been five years since Trap Soul. Don't make it. Don't make like. Don't give me a deluxe. Okay, (laughs) I I know what this journey has been. Right. 
Um, and yeah, oh, the, man, the, that's, the, the that's tr- weird. Yeah. And the True to Self album, nah, didn't do it for me. Um, Bryson Tiller has some great songs. Bryson Tiller has some incredibly addicting songs. When he gets to a certain bag, he's another one of those dudes that, like, you just got to get him in the right space. And then I think he sounds great. I think he has a cool little voice. It's just, like, he's not the most expansive, dynamic, and most ambitious artist out there, for fuck's sake. Like, I was talking about that song that came out a couple weeks ago, and it's, like, the first song we've heard from him in a minute. And, like, Mm -hmm. he's not even on half of it. Like, shit like that, (laughs) to me, is why I think Bryson Tiller is terrible. But I think he has some great songs. There's enough people with really good voices and that can do something more creative. Like I'm thinking of like a Daniel Caesar. I could, you know, those kind of artists are really what like R&B wise pique my curiosity a little more. Yeah, because I I don't think that what they're doing is incredibly complex either, but they they, they just spice it up in a spot or they use something that you just haven't really heard. And Bryson Tiller plays in that space that, like is like i think as far as r&b instrumentals goes it's just very common you know it's just very like i could hear a lot of other musicians who are just starting out use instrumentals like these Mm -hmm. you know that's not super exciting to me so um yeah i thought that song was that, that song was good though i mean it just wasn't anything special that's that's what i'm trying to say about bryson tiller in general but I don't know how to turn this down on Bandcamp. Yup. Fortnite's Valhalla is eternal cop to journal. Lambo Symphony. I'll just let it rock. Low on oxygen. 420 fell right after it ended. Life appended, then appended. We schisms like an appendage now. Don't know why I became the shepherd of tribe. Feel like the real me makes a mess of my life. Right now I'm sending him a message. Just want to give you all a quick taste of the uh, Yuck God. Yo, Yuck God is Yuck God is the next level, man. He's doing he his keeps thing. impressing me. What? Yeah, he like he keeps impressing me. Everything that he does, I'm like he just has got a cool sound. Yeah, he he kind of just like, started really trying his hand at this shit too. Right. Like really, really. I didn't know, you know about like, him like five months ago. I had no idea who he was. And now I'm like, every time he drops a Bandcamp track, I'm like, oh, shit, I got to listen to that. That's what's up. I'm glad you feel that way about it because I'm looking forward to this, uh, hopefully hitting streaming and whatnot. I got to I gotta cop this, actually. That's what I got to do. I got to cop this shit. Yeah, um, this is called Yuck Maestro. This is Yuck God HD Ken the Maestro. If I could turn it down and play it a little bit more quietly, uh, I would continue to play it but i'm gonna tell y'all to go find it and if it does come out on streaming we're gonna bring that shit back and we'll remind y'all to listen to it again so uh yeah shout out to yuck god i had to make sure i got that in there because because that dropped like last week sometime or the week before Mm so we gotta get homie in here too to talk about it as well let's see short playlist this week because we gotten through most of the singles there's some other cool random things in here like I sent this one to you. Yo, that new Vin Diesel? Off. That new Vin Diesel, though? 
Oh, he mumbling. Oh, he doing that mumble rap that I like. Hey. You know what makes me so mad about this song? Tell it. Is because you sent it to me. So this song was the first thing I listened to this weekend. Of all the new music. You got right to the Vin Diesel song first. Because you sent it to me. <laughs> <laughs> you put it on my plate. <laughs> and said eat. And you told me to eat it. Or I can't. I can't leave the table till I'm done. Damn. Yeah, I got you. I got you with that. Uh, pretty damn, son. Where'd you find this, if you ask I me? I thought you were about to bring up the Made in Tokyo Toro Moi because that's, like, actually a cool song. And I, I actually cool. like it. I thought it was a little weird. That's why I... I, I like it. All right, I'm playing it. Yeah, there's, like, there's cool singles out this week. There's a lot of just different shit. Made in Tokyo is another one that had like, or he must have had a really strong 2015 or 16, something like that. Well, whatever that, the Uber song. That went Man, crazy. Man, that song. Yeah, Uber everywhere. And it had the Travis Scott verse on it. I was listening to that pretty frequently oh. when that was out. No, I went crazy on this. Yeah. I liked this little EP too. This is when I was like posting songs to Tumblr, and like, <laughs> and this was definitely I ripped some shit off of here a couple times. I think he's got like a he's got an eye for music beyond just like beyond just like what he makes. Like he, I feel like he's very like in touch with what's good right now, like all the time. Cause yeah. he's got like cool artists on all this shit. Like he had like Blood Orange on his last project, and Tanashi, and like I feel like he just like knows what's cool all the time. <laughs> he does have cool relationships actually, and like to come in with this Toro y Moi song, like right. that's tight. That that's that's ca that's catchy to me. Like I'm gonna check that out. I'm gonna see why Made in Tokyo and Toro y Moi are working together, and if that works. And uh, that's cool. I think when you're an artist that like kind of shot up real fast and then you know now you're at a, a different point from what that was um mm -hmm. i think this is a great thing to do you fall back on like really good relationships that you have within music you fall back on the people that you like uh, and the artists that you really like and then you find that space in music that you really enjoy and that you can see yourself being in in a while and i feel like uh the fact that he's still coming out and doing tracks like this is is encouraging to me like it's sustainable you know and maybe he eventually pops off with another series of songs or an album that just catches with more people and then you know you're, you're kind of back <clears throat> and you're you're better than you were before and so yeah encouraging sort of song to me i think this sounds pretty good i didn't listen to this yg single either actually i did one time i think this is back in that bag yeah like if uh if i heard this song <clears throat> somewhere on uh still brazy 
It fit right in. I like it quite a bit. And and that album too, even though I ended up loving it, at first I was uh, like I was waiting for some catchier songs to come right. with it, like this, honestly. And I thought it actually hit you with some different things. That's why I liked it on the back end a lot more, but I was expecting it to have like a bunch of tracks like this. So I'm not mad at this. Yeah, I'm never mad at like a a jumpy, dancey, YG song. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I feel like we don't we just like appreciate YG enough. Did I ever tell you about his concert I also went to? Uh uh-uh. He brought strippers out. He had stripper poles. <laughs> like he really brought like all of it out. <clears throat> and he had like a big neon sign and everything. It was hyphy. <laughs> was this in uh Portland or Seattle? This was in uh LA. In LA, wow. Yeah, me and Maggie danced a lot. We hung in all day in the same spot for like probably like eight or more hours, really just to see this concert. And uh, well worth it. And right at the peak of like, I love YG. Because I don't even think like, uh, like I think uh, Still Brazy was his last album. So he was doing all the hyphy shit from his previous albums, some of his new singles. Oh, he did that red fucking mixtape. Mm-hmm. Um, Red Friday. Red Friday. That shit is so fire. Nobody listens to that. And With the Twenty One Savage song. Yes. That whole thing is That's fire. A great that song, whole yeah. thing is fire. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. If you like that, still Brazy YG, and you haven't listened to the Red Friday tape that came out like right after it, I would check that out. But yeah, the Day to Night Music Festival. It was at Dodger Stadium, and he was there. I saw a whole lot of people there, but that was one of the best concerts I saw. And yeah, he's got a new album coming on the second of October. Wow, so that's okay. next week. That's next week in the lineup. We'll probably talk about that if it's good. If it's not good, hopefully there's some other better music out. But I'm gonna hold faith that that YG can come through with a solid project. I think he's due for like another really awesome project. A focused one. That's all I want. That's yeah. all I want is like still brazy level of focus or even like my crazy life was mad focused mm-hmm. uh, and accurate. You know, I think he did. What accurate. He, accurate. Yeah. Very accurate. Very accurate. Let's get to the spillage village. Look at that. That's fire. So what is spillage village? Let's make sure we get this right, Trent. Spillage Village as I know it, because they got they got more projects than just this. Right. They got 2014's Bears Like This, and after that, Bears Like This 2. In 2016, Bears Like This Too Much. Um, the group is Jid. The group is Earth Gang. Originally, we got, let's see, Hollywood JB and, and Jordan Bryant. And uh, I feel like I'm missing one more person in here. Six Lack. My guy, Six Lack. Six Lack. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and then, you know, whoever else is like associated with those people, though, I think that's the group. Uh, they got a lot of friends, you know, Dreamville right. folk, the Ari Lennox of like, the world. The, the, the two biggest, I mean, I don't know if you want to say black is bigger than Earth Game, but the, what I would say, the two biggest acts in this are Dreamville, Dreamville artists. Yeah, um, they're tight with that 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 group, obviously. And even in 2016, I mean, again, you, J Cole, Boz, Earth Gang, Jid together, all on some of this, and uh, it's just cool that these people have all known each other for this long, um, and been hanging this tough. Um, so, <clears throat> here's something though I started in on as. Let's talk about my expectations is, is what I'm getting at here. Uh, first of all, the album is called Spilligen or like Spilligen, like I'm assuming like religion, but you know. So first of all, the album cover, cool. You know I fuck with skulls. You know I fuck with dead stuff. Sometimes when you get the Earth Gang, Jid, and Dreamville-related projects with these guys, I get a little worried that, or I was worried with this album that it was going to be another set of like rap Olympics, if you get what I mean. Mm -hmm. Like it's going to be, it's going to be Jid and the Earth Gang guys and Smino and Buddy and and Guap Dad, like all trying to out rap each other, because I think they're all really dope, really solid rappers, and I think they bring a lot of back. I think they bring a lot of what they do back to um, the roots of recent, recent modern generations of hip hop music, and I think they do it in a cool, tasteful way. But I did not want to hear them rap, 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 lyrics, lyrics, you know, flows. Let me get this hardest verse that you can. No, I was really, really relieved when I realized that it would be a way more melodic project with a lot more singing, a lot more song, singing oriented songs not just the rapping being the focus of it and that was the first thing that made me get way more comfortable with this album get more excited about this album feel like i'm hearing something a little bit new from everybody that's doing the project so uh just off of that like expectations for you were you were they similar or like just going in did you have any um yeah i mean i, I figured that it was I figured that it was going to be like the same kind of thing that like Revenge of the, like, you know, okay. I thought it was going to be like in between the quality of like a Revenge of the Dreamers tape. And then that pivot gang thing we got from Saba where it's yeah. like, obviously it's a lot of homies. They're probably just all, you know, music, they're all music minded. They're probably just constantly putting out music or making music. And some of it probably will be pretty cool. And some of it's probably going to be like, not that tight. Mm -hmm. and i was actually i would say most of it leans towards the former i thought most of it was actually really, really cool there are a couple songs that like you know i don't care like i'm not gonna remember them mm -hmm. like i'm not gonna go back don't, to care. don't care don't care don't care still don't care um but um, for the most part i thought it was closer to the quality of like a dreamville tape not in like content because I feel like the Dreamville tapes is where I get some of that like rap bitty rap rap that you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> but like, but like just in quality, like 
I don't think there was like a a moment on here that I really care like that I can really look at as like a net negative moment. More you know so what? just as like a I'll, I'll it's stop just you a, for a moment. I'll stop you for a moment. Because one moment I did have a problem with here and I was getting worried about the album was this first song, Baptized, which was the single. And that's way more like we're getting a hard beat and some rap shit. Right. So I thought it was interesting that they started it off with that because uh, it really got me into that mindset of like, oh, this I'm just about to hear more of this. And when it right. broke, and when it broke, I was really, you know, like pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I think, I mean, that, that song, this is the thing about like Jid and Earth Gang and like, they're gonna let you know that they can rap. It doesn't matter what project they do or what like, even like if they were, you know, we have like Ari Lennox on every song. So there has to be a moment of like melody on every track. They're still gonna find a place where they can like get some sort of like crazy firing squad shit off. Mm -hmm. Cause that's just like the nature of what they do. But So like, you know, one or two songs I kind of can like let slide, but actually baptized, I thought it worked being like the first song because it it just kind of like it did this for you. It kind of sets you in like a different direction and then they kind of surprise you with what they bring after that. So I thought it actually worked out the way they laid it out. Mm -hmm. Um it also makes sense that they put it first just cuz it is a single. Like I I just like you know, a lot of people like to put their singles like in the middle or back half with an album and i don't never really understood that because it's like i already heard this shit like i don't need to hear it the six tracks in or whatever yeah i probably just get it out of the way now so it kind of worked out for me oh, i don't know okay. it sounded like you weren't like super big on that but it worked out for me you know what i didn't like about it is the hook the the like crazy voice on the baptized <laughs> like yeah i did not care for that at all so and actually you know i'm thinking about it now the the following song or psalm sing oh is my my favorite song on the whole thing. So like it actually yeah. kind of worked out. No, that was well, this is when it, this is when it went completely left for me. Like not only was it melodic, right. but it was like, whoa, right. And especially even in this moment, you're like, okay, what is this? Like, like cool. I like the little acoustic bit there. Do not expect it to go here. That is so fire. I'll yeah. never say anything that sounds anything like that is not absolutely fire. Right. And my guarantee right here, you do anything like that, I'm like, I love that shit. <laughs> another another positive I have, and I don't know, people will probably disagree with me. You'll probably disagree with me, but I feel like I finally got another moment where Chance doesn't bug me. Like, it's been oh, a while since yes. he put something out that I'm like, you're bugging me, man. He killed his feature in that song. And that song. I feel like th <clears throat> this song, I thought he went really, he did really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, his feature on this is amazing. Uh, yeah. And I think that song in general, right? Because that's the one that we've played first that started with Ari Lennox doing the Don't You Come Back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That is so good. Masego on that is so good. Um, that's one of the tracks on here. Every element clicking, all cylinders kind of kind of mm -hmm. feeling. I liked all of that. The features on here, all super cool. Like, 
Lucky Day being on here. Mareba obviously on this track. Um, Ari Lennox killing the one spot that she's on this album. Uh, Chance the Rapper mm-hmm. doing the same thing. Buddy and Masego getting off on their their spot. Uh, the two six lakh songs. I think there's two two six lakh songs. Not mad at them. Um, as this yeah. album gets I actually kinda... thought Ocean Ocean with Six Lack was really really cool. That's probably my my second favorite song on here. I thought the thing with Six Six Lack. I've never <laughs> I've never gotten like what's up. We just we keep calling them Six Lack. Six Lack man. The thing with the with the Six Lack <laughs> is that I never really gotten crazy into him. I think. What's his what's his project name? Atlanta, whatever it's called. His, his, oh, his, wait, were you talking about his last album? Sorry. Yeah. East Atlanta Love Letter. Okay, that project was cool, and that wasn't like something I didn't like, but I never really felt like I like got exactly what I wanted out of him. I think he's got a really cool voice and like really cool style. And as far as I know, he's an amazing writer. I'm pretty sure like that's kind of where he got to start was writing mm-hmm. for other artists. Um, but I felt like on this, specifically on Ocean, I thought I got like something finally where I was like, oh, this is clicking with me. Like mm-hmm. I know, I know he's a really talented artist, but it's just never clicked with me. But I felt like this song definitely was like something I would be into. That's tight. This was one of those tracks that I thought got a little floaty out there for me and didn't keep my attention mm-hmm. a ton. But I like the Lucky Day song that comes up after it a lot. And then I was going to also say the only other one track I don't care for uh, is Mecca. Yeah, I don't care for it either. <laughs> yeah, funny. like talk about getting out into that floaty, just really repetitive place. Uh thought it was an interesting idea but it's so hippie out and just kind of like eh, not one of the strongest moments to me but um let's see what other tracks did i fuck with off of here or moments i guess in general like who who did their thing on here i thought johnny venus like can almost do no wrong sometimes it feels like and I think this album being more catered to the singing of what's going on here. And again, just going back to the melodic nature of it, I think it catered to him a lot. And I think it made him uh, a star on this project. Obviously in general, I think he's just a star. Uh, But then Jid too, like, the thing about Jid that impresses me, I think, the most is that he can totally go into uh, this this bag of, like, singing and songwriting. And, like, he's had these amazing, beautiful duets with uh, Mareba before. And he can kind of show off that side of thing, which I think is, is incredible given the fact that he's such a technical, hard-nosed rap cat. You know, that really likes to get to that part of things. Um, I think it's cool that he can do some easier and more patient uh, sounding stuff. So, uh, yeah, you know, I wasn't I wasn't particularly excited about this, to be honest, when I when it, when I was getting ready to listen to it even. Uh, but after mm-hmm. getting through it, 
this is really interesting and i haven't heard a lot of the previous spillage projects like or heard them many times but i've heard them and pretty sure none of them are as good as this as well put together as this is as uh easy on the ears as this is as beautiful as this is um and yeah not mad at it pretty good i'm not hearing anything else really like this out there i think right. this is a unique project this is something i'm gonna kind of remember you know past 2020 um <clears throat> i don't know if i'm gonna listen to it a ton moving forward like non-stop um always on rotation but i know there are tracks in here that i can come back to uh weeks from now months from now or towards the end of the year and i have a feeling they will continue to to jam the chance the rapper song that one is gonna stay in rotation for sure i'm gonna go back on that psalm sing that's in rotation uh, mm -hmm. yeah really solid project it's 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 what you would expect from people this talented and i'm glad that they could deliver on that i think like i think beyond that what's really promising that to me about this project is like we got we actually saw this with revenge of the dreamers 3 is that Jid is very capable of being like the main guy or like a big artist. Like it kind of felt like, you know, with like the pivot gang thing, you could tell it was like kind of Saba's It was brainchild. so Saba carried. Right. And so this, I think less to less of an extent, but still pretty clearly like Jid is the biggest artist that's involved in this thing. And it, you kind of de facto, lean towards him being like the commander or like the general of this kind of group mm. and if that is the case like this shit's really good like it's really creative and really out there and a lot different sounding than even jid has done so like yeah. you know I, I think an example of like the versatility of him as an artist we saw on the ari lennox project i think he that song on there that he has we'll play is, it again Fire. is really beautiful and like something different than maybe i was expecting from him and then this entire project this religion project was kind of even a an advancement off of that where i think he can be kind of be like galvanizing different kinds of artists together and bring yeah. out the best in them yeah i think um, now that i've heard this you know the more music i hear from these guys i do really feel confident in the fact that like they push each other and that they're really interested in create in becoming like really well-rounded artists, uh, Jid and <clears throat> Doc and and Johnny Venus and you know a lot of the guys that are in this camp and and people like Buddy and Masego like and Ari we love all of these guys. Hey, there it is. Turned off the phone. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Mark those bingo cards, baby. Um, uh, yeah, I think all of them push themselves but i was waiting to see them to do that like over time um mm -hmm. and i think that it's cool to to now have seen a lot of these guys for the past like three years or so i feel like you know for us i mean i know they've they've all dropped their first project together in 2014 but it's been like three years since like 
three or four years since all the Dreamville hype has been around, like all of these guys. And right. I feel like they're growing. I feel like they're showing, improving, and you know they're not really just relying on the fact that they are talented and interesting. I think they are pushing themselves even a little bit because with people that are talented in music, like I don't, I think we, I think we both get like this. So I'll just, but I'll just speak for me. Like I love hearing people that are talented at making music and especially in hip hop and they're you know good rappers, but. I do really want to hear you push yourself. I do really want to hear you do something that either you haven't done before or other people aren't doing or, you know, for one reason or another, you can do this one thing and other people can't really or they can't do it like you, you know, like I got to continue to hear that over time uh, to really feel like I'm looking at an artist that is uh, elite or just really strong, creative, independent, you know, like. Those are the kinds of things I want to hear. So I can get a little bored of, of um, even the most talented rappers or musicians or people uh, if, you know, they're not pushing their own envelopes at least. And I feel like these guys are doing that. So, um, yeah. Shout out. Shout out them. Very, very astute. <laughs> yeah. I think, we, I think we hit the nail on the head. I don't think this will be like – you know, one of my top 15, 20 albums of the year, but it might be an honorable mention. It might be something worth like going into 2021 to look back at. Um, yeah. So, yeah, not mad at it at all. And I can't even remember why I was supposed to be mad at Chancellor Rapper in the first place. He made it. He made me forget with a fire verse, bro. <laughs> No, for real. I straight up. I remember I was like, I was going to, I was going to rip him for something. And now I can't even remember what he did. There's there's so much bullshit going on this, this week that like, you know, people who just made minor faux pas, they got off. Like, I don't even (laughs) remember exactly what it was that they fucking. Okay. I got on Twitter and I'm already distracted. The world's most admired men, 2020 via YouGov. Barack Obama, number one. Number two, Bill Gates. Number three, Xi Jinping, right? That's like the president of China. <laughs> if they have a president. Admi- Wait, this is the world's most admired men? Yeah, this list is crazy. Number five is Jackie Chan. Number six is Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> what a weird Number list. eight is the Dalai Lama. <laughs> Number nine is Elon Musk, and after that is Keanu Reeves Ugh. at number 10. Yo, fuck Elon Musk. Number 11 fuck. is Lionel Messi, and number 12 is Vladimir Putin. Number 13 is Michael what? Jordan. <laughs> and number 15 Vladimir is- <laughs> Putin is more respected than Michael Jordan. That's what you're telling me. And two spots under Actually, Michael Jordan is Donald Trump. I don't know. It's worldwide, I guess. <laughs> Interesting, interesting, interesting list. Number one is, uh, I don't know, fucking Lil B. Lil B is number one. <laughs> yeah, it should be Lil B at the top of this list. And then, I don't know, man. You could throw my, my top five white people of entertainment too in here. You know, like, why isn't Alex <laughs> Trebek in this list? Like, <clears throat> I don't know, man. That's That's crazy. Yeah. Shout out YouGov. 
They're holding it down over there. But uh, so I, it really was a big music week, right? And depending on who you are and if you 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 were going to go listen to the new Tory Lanez project, then, yeah, there's all sorts of shit out there right now. It's kind of a, a crazy week. But um, I am assuming you did not listen to the Tory Lanez Daystar mixtape. That doesn't sound like something you would do. I, I, I wouldn't, I I wouldn't, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say I was not at all interested, like not at all. Even the slightest bit, like, um, I just, I want to hear what this motherfucker's got to say. Oh, I just want to talk. I just want to (laughs) talk. No, I just want to hear it. I want, I just want to see it. So I, I, it's there. It's a car crash. I just want to talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I mean, <clears throat> I think the first thing that came to my mind was like, oh, shit, this is some spicy bullshit. Like, what is on this thing? And then my second thought was, no, there's no way I can really give give this the time of day. And... um I even had someone messaging me about this and they didn't really agree with kind of how I felt about it, which, you know, I'm, I'm really here to just tell y'all what I'm not going to do and what I'm not going to contribute to. Bro, did we really even hear much from him like directly after it happened? I feel like he wasn't like, no, this is, this is the breaking the silence. Like he literally went I know, silent that's what I'm from saying. Like, until now. So like this sounds too strategized and plotted to be just like him genuinely being like oh i'm like i didn't do this like if you didn't do it you probably would have said something right away it's like bro i just know, just be like i didn't do it like I why know, don't you just say i didn't do it like <laughs> i know there are legal proceedings going on around this and it's just like look the truth is going to continue to to come out and i get that people right. like uh, what he can't tell his side of the story and it's it's just like look at best, like I said, at best, Tory Lanez is going a really, really weird and just like not helpful <laughs> way about trying to say, look, it's not everything that you see up, uh, you know, or you read on a headline. OK, I get that. Mm-hmm. I understand that concept is true and that like, yeah, these kinds of stories can come up. OK, I get it. Like 2020 is crazy. 2020 is like anything can happen. Oh, I get it. But. Is that the NBA bubble slogan? Anything can happen. Yeah. Anything can happen. It's 2020, <laughs> baby. I get it. But um shit, I forgot where I was going with that because oh, at at worst, at best, you know, you're simply just you're really really making an ass out of yourself to to go right. through all of this. At worst, like you did all of this shit and then on top of it you're doing all of this. That's worst case right. scenario. You, every m- everything we heard, everything we read is more or less how we understand it and that's actually how it played out and you're going to try and go and do all this fuckery on top of it. I am so against fuckery like this. It's so it's so Takashi, you know. It's so right, right out yeah. of that like handbook. Bro I posted an Instagram story. <laughs> the last time Takashi like went away for a little while, 
Tory Lanez did something really annoying. I don't remember what it was, but he did something super stupid. And I said, oh, look, Tory Lanez, like, found a, a vacuum and he filled it. Like, he found the, like, idiot, like... He's a troll. Abrasive no, he, he, like, troll vacuum and he filled it. Yeah, and, like... And, and like and, you and, just and... said, like... Like, yeah, at, at best, you didn't do it, but you still went about the worst way of telling people you didn't do it. And at worst, like you said... You did do it, and you did the worst thing you could possibly do on top of doing it. And I'm willing to bet, because Tory Lanez kind of sucks, that he did it. So I'm willing to bet he's dumb enough to think, like, whoa, maybe they'll believe I didn't do it. Yeah. And I, I just think he's, I just think it's like, it's like it's owning, too... and the the reason I made the Takashi comparison is like to explain it. It's like owning the scumbag person, right. you know, like position in like, oh, I got to be the bad guy. And it's like, you don't get that there's maybe a really good reason why everybody wants to be against you. Right. And just kind of <laughs> like, like devil's and, advocate and just being like, if that's got to be me, then if the shoe fits, wear it. And they're just going to walk around and be scumbags. And like, you know, sometimes for some people, like you can't, like that doesn't. Again, it's 2020 Trump shit. Like it's like all this, right. all the arrows just deflect. They just deflect, and people's outrage and not actually tactfully strategizing against you to get you the fuck out of the paint. Like that's not what's happening. People are just upset, and every time you do something, they're gonna get more upset. And I feel like he's just yeah, he's an opportunist in that way. Guess who got on the phone with him to chat, clear some of this up, figure out what's going on. None other than Mr. Clifford Harris, Tip, T.I., uh, he hopped on Instagram Live. And he said, because he's previously supported, like, shown vocal, you know, Instagram Live, right? Support for Meg the Stallion. <laughs> he knows her. I believe they have a relationship. And I believe he potentially knows Tory Lanez to some degree. So he got on this. He, he, he talked to him and then got on an interview with Complex like an Instagram live interview with complex and was talking about uh, basically still doesn't know what's going on. Still doesn't know all the details still doesn't know uh, exactly if how it played out is how it played out. Um, which I, thank you TI. Thank you TI for telling me that you know about as exactly as much about the situation <laughs> As I do, that you've been on As the phone. Everybody else fucking that, knows. Yeah, that you've been on the phone with Megan, and that you've been on the phone with Tori, and that you still don't know what's going on, <laughs> and you're coming on here to tell me who also does not know what's going on that you don't know what's going on, and it's like to take up this space with this kind of an issue, and to have like your own little interview, and to not really have anything to contribute to right what's going on is really sad to me it's really like that bug that kind of shit really does get under my skin and right we just talked about him last couple weeks ago like what he's got like a cryptocurrency fraud <laughs> case <laughs> on his lap and he's like talking about this meg and tory situation and i just like so not only are you like getting Dang. on here and, and not really like contributing anything to the conversation but you re you really help to I like just add you more steer it even fuel. further in the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. You just like add even more fuel to the fire in the direction of Tory Lanez. And then, you know, here's another person that gets into the picture, like someone like Rick Ross, 
who yeah. is coming across a little bit more like, look, that shit wasn't cool. You need to relax. Okay, cool. I agree. But maybe not from Rick Ross. Also, in that same Instagram clip of him, like, the calling Tory Lanez out, and he's like, that's not cool. He's, like, sitting there branding his own, like, right. bottles of alcohol, like, and it's tagged. Like, you know, I'm sure he does that on every single story. But, like, you're going to get on here, and you're going to talk about Meg the Stallion, and you're going to talk about Breonna Taylor, and you're you know you're not gonna talk about that one really weird lyric that you had about putting Molly in women's drinks, and right. them not knowing. <laughs> and you're definitely not gonna bring that up. But you're gonna tell another potential scumbag, alleged scumbag, uh, of you know what to do. So I just like look. If we're gonna put ourselves in these conversations, let's say something. Let's take a stance. Let's um make sure we can't just like get immediately checked for what we're saying um right and maybe stay in our and own make sure lanes. like the intention is like is in the right place like you're not like you said like don't bring your own fucking brand into this shit just so like you know the buzzword that is megan the stallion getting shot contributes to like someone checking out your freaking alcohol like I, I think I got a little like into the the rant of of all of that, but what I really want to say is let's think about what social media is, let's think about what it does, let's think about how it creates these conversations and the communications that we have with one another and understand that like these platforms, even though you can just say something at the press of a button to another person and everybody else all across the world, like when it comes to things like this, you got to understand that like, look, no matter what side of the fence you get in on this, like you can potentially have something to gain and people like whether you're not even trying, whether you're trying to or not, like gaining social currency is something you have to be aware of if you're doing it and make sure you Mm -hmm. like check that in your approach to getting into the discussion and don't just get into the discussion because people want to hear what you have to say like if you don't got shit to say about these things then i think it's best like that's that it, you know like social media is just such a stand, sandstorm of information and people not getting all of the same information which is exactly how this feels it's like the details <laughs> of this are so crazy so weird so out there but they're also completely muddled and whatnot and it's just like we have no like sense of restraint around some of these things we have no sense of like grace or just like perspective when it comes to voicing, just randomly voicing our opinions. And I feel like it's really easy to get back to my original statement. It's really easy to get into that clout chasey kind of bag when you come out and you try to cancel somebody or you try to check somebody on the internet or you try to make a stand and you reference Breonna Taylor or you reference like the Meg Thee Stallion thing, like to conflate these issues with any of your other fuck shit, I think is is really Mm -hmm. like something that too many people are doing right now. Too many people do it. And that's why like it really gets under my skin particularly um so i had to hand out l's to tory lanes of course massive goofy fucking l to tory lanes 
um, no matter what way you slice it. Again, I know this is kind of crazy to say, but like facts to me right now, kind of irrelevant in this matter because like who really knows what really happened? Um, the people that were in the car and they're not really telling us everything. They can't tell us everything. And the, 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 the like detective analysis I've heard people go through to try and explain what could have potentially happened in that car that night and how like Tory Lanez, you know, and her friend really got in a battle for the gun and it shot off and ricocheted off the ground and hit Tor- hit Megan in the leg and like, stop, <laughs> just stop, just stop, just stop. A fucking CSI, just man. Stop. I can't, I can't, bro. All right. Um, bet. We've been on here for a I'm minute, in- a couple hours, so I'm ready to skate. Um, like I said, likely a part two coming up here, and uh, hopefully I can get Nainoa and uh, Kobe, Sir Nai and Kobe. Kobe got that new um, new project out, <clears throat> The Sun's Still Out. That new The Sun's Still mm-hmm. Out project out now, a little short EP. Um, and hopefully we'll get to talk about that a little bit more. But Trent, thank you for grinding the uh, – afternoon late afternoon early evening pod with me i feel like this was a vibe yeah man it's not too shabby yeah and uh shout out to my newly bald head man yo shout out Dev's bald head yep i'm just gonna name this episode bald just like the song title (laughs) exclamation point you know who you look like uh you look (laughs) like one punch man Oh my God! No, Maggie was calling me One Punch Man all day yesterday. Hell yeah, <laughs> she's ac- is accurate. Sorry, Tama. Hell yeah. Um, cool. Uh, Chicken Nugget Man, aka One Punch Man, aka uh, 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 Dev Delma, Dev Delma Dollars, um, Dev Delma <laughs> Dimadome. Uh, yeah, <laughs> all that, all that shit. Fire. Um, season five, episode eight. I think this is, and uh, Trent, it's been a good episode, bro. I, I want to... been a great episode. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. By the way, I want to, like, we got to, we got to, I got to come over and see your crib at least, and I want you to see yeah, bro. my crib because it's all different now. So we, we got to link up, gotta, man. We, we haven't kicked it. Look. 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 Throw a mask on. You're welcome here. Hell You're welcome yeah. here anytime. As long as there's a mask on... All right. All right. I'm going to swing by then. All right, man. Um, Yeah. Shout out to everybody listening to this again. Hopefully, I mean, there's probably going to be a part two here. So uh, shout out to everybody listening to this. We'll continue here hopefully soon. And um, if we don't, then just fuck it. We talked about some good music. It was great. Season five, episode eight. We out, bro. All right. Peace. Peace. What's up, man? My dude. Uh, oh, wait. You know what? My <laughs> audio. I do this every time. It's all good. At least you got the virtual background on deck looking pretty dope. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's why. Had to get that. It's very, okay. it's very escalate, if you ask me, you know? Yeah. 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 I, I, uh, actually, this was this was for um, my listening party when I did that, and I had made a few backgrounds for it that's what's up man i'm a fake fan bro i didn't come through to the i didn't come through to the zoom party the, li- the listening party it's all good man how was I'm, that though 
it was cool. It was a really interesting experience just because I had like tested some options as far as like, you know, being able to deliver music mm-hmm. virtually or whatever, you know, at a decent quality. Cause I was like, if I had just host like IG live or something and then play it over my speaker, it's not the same, you know, mm-hmm. um, whereas like you could actually hear it through headphones if it was like through zoom. So, um, I mean, it worked out, uh, pretty well actually um yeah i'm gonna switch to this one this is a little bit more there we go there we go yeah so it it worked out i mean it it was pretty cool of course like it wasn't high quality but it was still tolerable you know so yeah for sure bro well just a quick update i i nino was busy today so we're not rocking with him but uh i just was gonna get you on and I don't know if you got a chance to listen to any music this weekend. I mean, we don't need to talk about it. I haven't. All right. That's yeah. all good then. We'll just keep it to to you then. I will say, though, like just like on some recommendation, uh, that Spillage Village project is dope because, you know, like I like all those dudes. Um, yeah. But I was like really hoping it wouldn't be like a really, really rap heavy project, like just trying to out rap each other and. Yeah. And just like was it kind of bars no it's like mostly melodic you know it's like okay good yeah good. and like uh, even even like uh yeah i mean you got like jid even even singing on it in a lot of spots and stuff like that so it, it totally goes cool. in that direction which is a nice like it, it's, it's a nice change of pace for all of those dudes for sure yeah i i'm i'll listen to it later today definitely because uh I was looking forward to that. They, uh, it's what's funny is that I've listened to them a long time ago, uh, not even knowing that like you know Black was in the group and like I had listened to Earth Gang a while ago, mm-hmm. um, and like back when they had that one song with Mac Miller, um, what Mondays I think it was, and then uh, yeah, I just didn't know like everybody that was in the yeah. in the group. You know, so it was like at times I have listened to like a lot of these artists before they like really blew up and not even not knowing it, you know. Yeah. But yeah, they're they're super dope. They're all extremely talented. That's the cool thing, man. It was like yeah. a, a group of really, really talented people that were coming together long before any of them really had gotten like the individual success that they're right. seeing. So that, that gives me exactly. a lot of hope for like. I mean, just other younger groups of people in that same position. But, you know, I think especially like in our city, like there's a lot of really cool little sections of Portland hip hop and a lot of like talented people that are running together, running close together. And so it's like all it takes is for one of y'all, two of y'all to really get popping and things can things can shake for everybody. So, yeah, exactly. So we need. Yeah, for sure, bro. So. How was the video shoot, man? It was good. It was good. We That was one part that we were shooting. Um, and then we have another part to shoot next weekend. It's nice because it will actually be sunny. Like yesterday, we, we had like a lot of indoor shots just because we knew that the weather, it might be sunny or it, it will probably be raining. Yeah. So um, we just tried to get all indoor and then focus on the outdoor shots uh, when I- it's guaranteed sun. So. I gotta imagine shooting videos in Portland could be uh, like like outside could be difficult with the lighting 
in the temperamental weather sometimes. Like if it's like one of those classic like cloudy sunny days, Portland. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. can imagine for a video videographer it here is. that kind of like doing the outside shots could be problematic like that. Definitely. Just also because, uh, well, I mean, it's like if you're shooting in the summer, you're good for the most part. But it's just fall, you know, fall, fall mm-hmm. or even like spring. Um, yeah, sometimes you just don't know. I mean, like this week, it was supposed to rain like four days and it only rained for like two of those days. Even like one of the days that it was supposed to be 90% chance of raining, it was sunny, you know, so it was like, it was weird. You can't. Yeah. Can't call it. All, can't call it here for sure. At all. At oh. all. Can I ask what song you were doing the video for? Uh, for Ride. For Ride. Hey, that's the jam on here too. That's, I think that might be, that might be the fan favorite right now. I think. I mean, it's got a hook that just comes right out. You know, it's like that hook is money all day long. Are you uh, are you one of those dudes that likes to go back and listen to your music a lot after it's out? Yeah. So, yeah, for the most part, I listen to it a lot before it's released. And sometimes, depending on, you know, how much I still like the project prior to its release, then, like, I'll, I'll listen to it. Like, the last project, for instance, I listened to it a lot before releasing it. And I listened to it, like, a little bit after I released it. And, I mean, just, like, within the past two weeks, I probably listened to that project for the first time. Mm. since like maybe beginning of this year so uh, but that, like with this project I just love this project a lot so I have been listening to it yeah. you know post post release for sure yeah I know like with the podcast like if you if you are editing and going back to whatever it is you listen to so for you music for me like this podcast every week like I, I normally have heard this podcast like three times before it yeah. Before it drops. Yeah. So yeah. I try to listen to it afterwards because I think that's just a good practice. And I think, like, you know, I want to hear it once I'm done and finished with it. Right. But, uh, yeah, you, you hear it so much and you hear it like like I hear it clip by clip. You know, I, I hear yeah. it in like five minute increments over and over again. Yeah. I, I, I get that. Like, that's it's almost just like if you're editing a video, like there's a lot of my own not music videos but just like visual content whatever that mm. i'm creating on my own and i'm i edit it and yeah you get used to yeah. like you're doing the same thing or seeing the same thing over and over and over <laughs> yeah. and those like yeah. precise cuts yeah at that point you basically have like a different song or a different thing than like what everybody else really has like right. on their own right perspective of it but uh yo real quick before we continue on mm-hmm. with this conversation just for those listening out there hey we uh switching over we, we already filmed a lot of the podcast from yesterday and we're back so we got a homie who's been here before uh kovey at ao kovey kovey period uh check him out all platforms he's got a new project out and we decided to to, to bring him in just to strike while the iron is hot um because these these you know sun is still out projects are definitely mood pieces they're definitely they're definitely perfect for the time so i want to make sure i got you on here sooner rather than later now i also wanted to ask um 
like for you what what is the logic i think i understand it but what is the logic between behind dropping uh like summer eps because you did this last year around the same time uh what's the what's the the idea behind dropping those summer eps like as you're kind of coasting out of the summer into the fall um well i will say for both projects i did want them out in the summer that's right. Yeah, you did push the first one back a little bit. Um, yeah, and the the first one, only reason that came out so late, well, actually there were several factors. Um, my engineer had went out of town, and I had to work with a new engineer. Okay. And that that took time, like at least a month, uh-huh. you know. And I had to get used to working with this engineer and just the process of that. Um, so actually, it would have probably came out like, <clears throat> excuse me, but it would have probably came out that one. The first one probably would have came out in, in September as well, because that ended up being like, what was that? Uh, November, November 1st, I think. So, um, yeah, that kind of sucked. Um, and also, I think that at some point, I want to say I had lost some inspiration oh no 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 no. i had a different concept for the project and yeah, you said originally uh, you you kind of wanted to do a summer thing with that first one and then that kind of yeah. like once we got later into it you you kind of pivoted a little bit to like a more of a west coast exactly kind of thing yeah. yeah 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 exactly yeah it was it was just summer themed and then it was like okay no i want to be like more west coast and um then had to go through and find new production and everything like that so um yeah, and I think I made that transition like around May or June. Mm-hmm. So I just think you're formulating a whole new project pretty much and trying to like within, you know, two, three months. And it's like, it's, it's possible, but at the same time with me being such a perfectionist, it's like, you know, take your time. Don't try to force anything yeah. um, with this project. And then so with the second one, um, really everything was on time for the most part um especially considering like i took a whole month off um in june just like with all the protests and just uh, social injustice everywhere you know it it was it i wasn't motivated to make any music at all you know that was just a time to like have a mental break from everything pretty much um Mm. so i mean yeah that was the pretty much the entire month that i took off uh and then um let's see by august we were in mixing of the project and the whole thing i mean i was just a lot more hands-on with mixing in this project very meticulous on this um Mm just because on the last one i wasn't fully satisfied with the mixing um and like i was working with my original engineer um and it was more of like a deep dive you know it was mm-hmm. like we're both making each other better by going harder on the mixing and, and making sure that everything sounds like how it should sound you know yeah um, you, you got to get back with your original engineer for this mm-hmm. this second project yeah okay yeah and um i mean we had multiple 
like mixing sessions where I'm just in the studio and we're like going over stuff and that's just like small things I hear. I'm like, let's do this at this and. Who's um, your uh, engineer? Shout him out, cause I've been um yeah. Just, who is your engineer? Yeah, uh, Zach. Zach uh, at Eleven Studios. Shout out to him. Word. In Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. He he uh definitely was a great assistant of great assistance uh, for this project and I, I know at one point i was kind of nagging him but um <laughs> he was like really patient and yeah. and also thanking me you know for like just being so so hands-on because a lot of artists he works with just aren't you know so mm-hmm. uh yeah I'm, I'm glad that i was able to work with him and we were able to get to where i was looking for the sound i was looking for word yeah, yeah, I would love to. Uh, I know there's a few. There's a few. Par- well, there's a lot of musicians here, and I, I've I've heard a few different names tossed around uh, as like good engineers around the city. Um, yeah, who are doing some pretty prolific work. I have been meaning to do this for a minute for the podcast. I want to do one with like a probably a local engineer, and then maybe one more on like another more national scale. But uh, yeah. I even as much as I like music, I'm not like super familiar with the mixing process and exactly what goes in and out of it. And I would love to ask some dumb questions, quote unquote, you know, just for like the average music listener, you know, what is, what is the engineer actually doing and adjusting to the music? And I don't know, maybe you could speak on that from your perspective since you were a little more hands-on from it. Like what, what put it over the edge or what, what were you hoping to do to put over, put the project over the edge with the mixing? Um, really just came down to me wanting to have like that official high quality sound that you hear from you know artists that are on labels you know the major art major major label artists uh, it, it would i just would notice when say i'm listening to my song and then i'll put on a song So not only was it just me being more involved, um, but also just gaining um, feedback. I was sending out my song a lot to uh, a few people, just gaining feedback, seeing what they hear. People that I knew had that ear, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And also I did like my own research of just saying like, what you know, when it comes to mixing, like how to get this sound and get like, you know, whatever type of crispness i was looking for you know i would research that and then bring that feedback back to my engineer and then uh yeah just try to try to make it work um so i mean it's like for me uh it's kind of tough to mix my vocals just because i've deep my voices Mm -hmm. you know and on not on every song my voice isn't completely deep you know like the intro only way is up i'm like pretty much like talking you know i'm using my natural voice yeah um so that that song actually took a little bit longer to mix to get that right so like my my voice is really sitting in that instrumental track and not like on top or underneath you know yeah uh and then you say you would go with the song like outside and outside my tone is completely different you know i have like a real gritty like raspiness to my voice and um with that that one actually was mixed a little bit quicker oh wait uh, that was a little bit that was one of the longer mixes um that we did but it was that was also another thing it was like 
we got to make sure that my voice isn't getting drowned out by these 808s because they hit hard. Um, or like when all the instruments come in, you know, like I sound fine when there's like very few instruments, but as soon as a lot of instruments come in, then because my voice is like so raspy, um, you know, it's getting drowned out. Like it's No, really, I get exactly what you mean. Your voice is so yeah. deep that the lower end of like the, like, so like you said, like if you're adding 808s in like, that's where that's like a, that's where yeah. your voice is gonna kind of start to interact with that bass and like mute them both right exactly so it's like okay maybe we need to bring more highs out in this on this vocal track you know so it can sit ab above at least this these instruments that are playing or it can be in tune with these instruments that are playing rather than when they come in and you know you can barely hear me yeah. it's like you don't want you want to hear me throughout the whole verse you don't want to hear me just like first half of the verse and then the second half you don't yeah know what I'm saying. yeah absolutely that's yeah. uh that's a great bit of insight on that intro track for me then because i feel like you nailed it on keeping it a very like chill song with a lot of low end that just mm -hmm. rides and then you kind of just matched it perfectly and i think like that was the song too that I, I first noticed like i mean i noticed in previous stuff that your 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 voice is pretty deep but i like how it sounds on a, tra on a track like that like a lot i think it accomplishes a lot on a track like that and uh i think it's cool that even though you got a deep voice you can adjust that yeah and do something different on a different song because i think it worked really well on the first song but you know the next few songs all ask for something a little bit different exactly and that's just a matter of trying to match the, the tone of the beat you know like mm -hmm. I've, i feel like that that is a skill itself because not everyone can you know listen to any type of production and like match it right away you right. know like with i mean cash cow you know i mean i'm kind of like the similar tone but also a little bit high like it's yeah, it's just a matter of knowing, you know, your production and and where you need to be as a vocalist to to match that production. Yeah, that's dope, man. Well, it's clear that um, you know, even though it's a concise project, what are we looking at here? A total of fourteen minutes between five songs. Mm -hmm. So we got you at about three minutes on average. Um, and uh, you still were able to put a lot of like you know, minute thought and, and just like uh, detail to the project. So, you know, now that you put all of that into this and it sounds like it's something that you're happy with and something that, that sounds good, the EP is really good, but um, what's next, man? Like how, how in a COVID state do you push this and make it roll and, and give it legs now that, you know, you can't like, you can't, go and perform a bunch of shows right now or at right. least how you would normally get it so um have you thought about that yet at all or is that what you're starting to think about know. now well i already have like plans of you know continue to push this rollout um with just additional content so like multiple videos um also uh yeah i wish i can you know do performance i, would, I love performance so i wish that would be possible Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, multiple videos, uh, and then it's tough, like trying to continue the rollout, you know, when you're say reaching out to people, whatever, to get more listeners and, um, or try to get any type of like coverage, anything mm -hmm. like that. 
Um, but yeah, I've been really working on that, uh, trying to get in contact with people, um, networking, uh, using any type of resources that I have already uh, to really continue to, to push the project. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and merch. Merch, yeah. Yeah, all of it. I mean, it's it's like, um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's time for, like, the creative solutions around mm-hmm. releasing music as we kind of, like, are trying to emerge out of the COVID situation, but we're still really here. Yeah. Those, you know, those large gathering type of events. And your music, too, you know, it's like, I would love to hear this at a concert. I would love to be outside. I would love to be with mad people. I would love to, to, to hear this in, in that kind of setting um so yeah it's different for different artists um and this is one of those this is one of those pieces that i think particularly i'm like damn i would i would love for this to to be kind of unleashed you know yeah and not especially like even i would love to perform this project at an outdoor venue like yeah no that's that's ideal when i you know think of this project because I, even though the last project was very summer-ish, I feel like this one is like a, the definition of summer, you know? Like mm. every song is, um, when you hear it, like, I mean, that was the purpose of the last song. Like when you hear it, I want you to, I want it to remind you of when the sun is out. Mm-hmm. But like this one is like, you, I feel like you can kind of play it at in any season and it still has that, you get that same feeling. You know. Yeah, it can kind of bring you back there, and I, I, it honestly makes me—it gives me that like Cali- California kind of feel because you're using the West Coast sounds, and then mm-hmm. like you know California is mostly sunny there all the time, right. so it's kind of, I, I, f- I feel it like I could I could see how even on a day when it's not really that sunny, this still kind yeah. of gets me in that mood, mm-hmm. um, and especially if you were down there, I mean this is this is perfect all year round. Right, and I I assume that was like probably your intention. It was for sure an inspiration. I mean, and that's just like what started with the with the first one. That the inspiration of you know um, having like a California sounding project, whatever. That mm-hmm. was that was actually when I left LA. So mm-hmm. um, after I took a trip there, so yeah, there was definitely a lot of a lot of inspiration behind that. Oh man! Wanting to achieve that. Well, yeah, I uh, want to make sure to suggest this to y'all again. We got a lot of West Coast folk, a lot of obviously Portland folk to listen to the podcast. Um, and I would assume if you are familiar with Portland hip hop and Portland rappers, on like even a relatively surface level, Kobe is one of those names that comes up pretty quick. You know, I spent a lot of this last uh, year and a half actually, like, kind of inserting myself into the Portland music scene. So I kind of mm-hmm. learned it from scratch. You know, I kind of learned, like, yeah. I mean, I knew I knew Wynn because I was close to a friend of Wynn. So, but then yeah. from there, it was like, okay, I learned about Dante Thomas. And then I learned about, I mean, there wasn't too many people I learned about before I learned about you. <clears throat> and so I would say if you, if you liked a lot of the Portland hip-hop that we've suggested to you, if you liked... Um, or you're just familiar with the scene at all, you know, I feel like Kobe is one of the first people that you should you should get to, at least in terms of people that are still working their way up um, from here. So definitely sure. check out The Sun is Still Out, sort of a sort of a sister project, if you will, to the to when the sun is out, 
Um, so that's 10 songs right there that uh, kind of hit hit a similar bag. And uh, I like this one. I like this one more. It's a step up for sure. So big recommendation on that. Yeah, man, moving forward, I'm excited to see what you do with this this project. Uh, again, I think like um, you, you seem to really think hard about many of the decisions that go into the music. So I just expect that um, despite not being able to get in your preferred setting and perform this out loud, out loud outside and whatnot that you can um still find a way to make this thing you know do better than the last one did basically like just yeah. uh, just add to the momentum that the first one gave you uh yeah. and, and keep it going because i do think you know even though that last project was a solid one like this one steps it up another notch um and that's that's what i like to see it fits with your motto bro yeah for sure uh, i that's just always a goal um, wanting to to be better than the than the last project, and I kind of had a feeling after the last project, like immediately what I needed to do, um, and then some things just also came naturally in the whole creative process of it. You know, it's it was hard trying to create in a pandemic. You know, when there's not much <laughs> yeah. that you're experiencing, uh-huh. uh, it's because I literally only talk about you know what I'm experiencing. So it's yeah, it's really hard to to try to find some source of uh, creativity but um hey man it worked out and it's funny how challenging it was that for this to be you know my best project so mm-hmm. yeah I'm, I'm i'm happy that i was able to release it um at a time that i wanted to release it and um yeah that people are are enjoying it like i've gotten a lot of great feedback yeah well deserved bro i think um this again like i said the last project is really strong but i think this has like a few of those those moments so like i said ride and only way is up is probably my two favorites and maybe behind that was was the final track with zaya Mm -hmm. and spike chester um i thought those moments had a lot of like impact for the track yeah. listing, I love that they were one, three, and five, beginning, middle, and end. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought they they hit with a lot of impact. And, and um, I think both projects are, like, as well-rounded as one another. But I think this one has the moments that I think take it over the edge a little bit more. So, again, definitely For a big sure. recommendation to you guys. And I feel like, like, like he said, you know, he kind of hit uh a lot of those different notes that i think um are pertinent to him right now i think you got the west coast aspect out of it i think you got the summary aspect out of it i think you you i think you conveyed your your kinds of feelings um about i'll just say 2020 and the narratives like the popular narratives that are going along with 2020 um and some of the things that we're kind of like struggling through right now I feel like you got that in there in a clear and poignant way. Uh, and and Cash Cow too. Cool. I love that that's like a reflective track for you. And it's like uh, a good signifier where you feel like you, you're at today and, and where things are headed for you. So, yeah, overall, man, a project with a lot of really positive vibes still gets to um, the reality of what's going on with Kobe in particular. And uh, yeah, I don't got too much more to say about it than that. So 
Yo, man, that's all I wanted to do, bro. I just wanted to to bring you on here to get you know that to, again. Strike while the iron's hot and talk about this project while you just dropped it and and, and let people know. Well, yeah, I appreciate you having me on here, man. Yeah, you always, always welcome back. I appreciated the music conversation we had last time about like Pierre oh, yeah. and some of the other shit. You killed that, so you're welcome to come back on like soon. Uh, definitely having okay. a lot of recurring guests and stuff. So. Um, I'm sure we'll get homie back on soon, but until then, yeah, y'all can listen to when the sun is out. Sun is still out. All right, bro. All right, man. Thanks again. Appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Yeah, you too, man. Stay Appreciate safe out it, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm looking we'll forward do. to the video. Yeah, yeah. Actually, firstly, I thank for video that's coming out soon. Okay, bet. Yeah. So, so we got. You'll be we, seeing that. All right, word. I'm glad we got more than more than one on the way. So thanks, bro. Yeah. I'll talk to you All soon. Right, Season five, episode eight. Peace. Peace.